Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show podcasts are made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Discover the many ways you can join in at nerdyshow.com slash support. This program may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Gaming Podcast. I am the stupid gamer, John Starr, and with me is the hard man with harder opinions, AFLM. Hello. And our king, baby duck, Evan. Funny to all my bastards and wenches. And the appropriately named Elite Four, Derek, finally. Now, tell me, are you a boy or a girl? That's a, that's an inappropriate question, Professor. That is Pokemon 1996. That is appropriate <laughs> for the times. 25 years ago. Almost 25 years ago. Oof, man. Yeah. What was oh, that, God. What was that um, That uh, webtoon, that web car- comic artist who, who actually did something about that where he oh, was... Oh, super effective? Yeah, super effective. He, he did a web comic that was like, this is my grandson. No, oh, what was his name again? Grandpa, it's it's me, your grandson, Gary. Douche. That's right. His name was Douche. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so I think it was the same artist who did VG Cats. I don't. Now I don't. I don't know what what percentage of our audience would remember VG Cats, but it was a, like one of the first video game based web comics that got really really popular amongst yeah. like nerd things like Nerd Rage and Two Kinds and stuff. <laughs> yeah um 8-bit theater is that what was that one of oh them? yes Con- control uh, D. great one there that that was really early though yeah really that's like the first i think i'm pretty sure control alt delete was the first of its kind i don't know that's, I mean, that's still interesting it's a good question to put up when well, did penny arcade start mm. oh <sighs> yeah uh, well okay so i remember penny arcade started well, the first time that I saw them was that they were making comics for was it Game Informer or was it Game Pro Game, magazine? Game Pro. Game Pro. Game Pro. Yeah. Uh so they yeah, so they at least started back then, but I'm sure that they had a webcomic before that as well. Mm. They, I like, do remember them talking about the history of their webcomic. Yeah. Before, but I don't I don't remember any of the history, so so on this episode, so you're of, doomed to repeat it. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> on this episode of Wicked Gaming, we are going to be talking about. Well, we're going to talk about a couple things. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, our favorite game series, favorite uh, game uh, one-offs, and then um, our favorite. Or actually, towards the end, we're going to break it off for more conversation. And then towards the end, we're going to talk about. Um, 
our, our worst game. Yeah, we'll go we'll go more freeform and in the middle and just talk about what we're currently playing, which is a lot. I think that there's a lot to talk about in the middle. I mean, so we're in the midst of summer, and when this podcast is released, the, we're going to be in the midst of the Steam summer sale. So we can either do <laughs> um, wishful thinking of what's going to be there, or things that we already know that are going to be there. So uh, that's where we'll where we'll head off. At that, you're going to buy so many video games that you're never ever going to play. Yeah. I'm already there. Oh. Yeah, me too. I have so many uninstalled games in my Steam account already. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is looking at me disappointingly. Well, we look at Assassin's Creed Odyssey at Odyssey at just as disappointed. So <laughs> don't tell that us, to our roomy rat. Yeah. All of us at Wicked Gaming. So um, I have a story uh, to tell uh, based off of probably our, our first question. Um, and so our first question, uh, do, do we want st- to start with either best series or best one-off games uh, to start? Well, franchises, I can, I can talk about best franchises easily. because I, oh, yeah. I can do yeah. best franchises also. So it's hard for me to say uh, whether or not this is a franchise or not because, I mean, the, the game just dropped, what, yesterday uh, from this recording. Uh, the Last of Us 2 came out. So mm-hmm. The Last of Us 1 is by far probably one of the greatest games that I've ever played. Um, one of, I, I'm typically a completionist, but this time like I was definitely sure to do like 100% in that game and everything. Uh, the story, like straight up, just like made me break down in tears within the first 10 minutes of playing the game. Like before, the, right. before the, it does, it does have one of the best openers to a game I've ever played. I think so. Yeah. The, yeah. I think just the cinematic presence of the game, like is, is really something to behold. But uh, if none, if nobody's ever played the last of us before, I highly recommend it. Um, that, that was just like straight up, like the gameplay is fun. Oh, it takes place in Boston. There's actually like you go to the state house and you can go into the Red Line station and like it says Braintree. <laughs> I thought it was the Green Line. State House is not near the Red Line. That's yeah, Green, Green Line. line. Um, there is a Red Line sign though. I, I know for I know that that's true. It is Green Line for Park Street, right? <laughs> but but there's uh. But there is a station and Braintree is on one. And it's like, who, who would have even thought that Braintree would even be historically popular, let alone popular in any kind of media whatsoever? But there it is. In the so last there's, a, like, um, there's a video game that I played, a fighter from Japan called Nitro Plus Blasters. Mm-hmm. I think one of you might have this. Yeah, yeah the one with Supersonico. And, yeah, with Supersonico. And the storyline takes place in Worcester. Really? <laughs> yeah, what? they make reference of Worcester, Salem, like all these different towns in Massachusetts that you never would ever hear in a video game. Never mind. And it's in a Japanese, Japanese title. Yeah, it's like the um, I dare I dare a Japanese person to say Worcester. I dare him to say. Well, you've seen the there's the uh, what was what's that show? The one um, uh, Gaki no Sukai, the one where they're doing the mystery thing, like the the New Year's mystery thing, and one of the people giving them their their mission, like because they're all detectives and it's a no laugh thing. But oh, right. the detective is trying to say Massachusetts, and he's <laughs> he only speaks Japanese, and so he can't pronounce Massachusetts. It's like the funniest video, and like they keep laughing and they keep getting hit. Well, if you want to talk, see. if you if you want to talk about you know Boston in a video game, and you can always go to Fallout Four. Oh yeah, for one of the most disappointing depictions of (laughs) Boston ever, where it's just like, "Welcome to the Boston Common. You are now leaving the Boston Common." It's like it's like literally just a cube, 
and uh and like you can walk from one end to the other in like a couple steps and there's like a boss in the in the swan lake and you're just like I mean, at least on that, they did a really good job incorporating the Salem Witch Museum, like structurally. Yeah. You know, they actually made a very nice insert of that in there. So there's also that video game, I don't know if you remember that the Square Enix did, Murdered Soul Suspect, that takes place in Salem, Massachusetts. Huh. See, Salem makes a lot more sense to me. I mean, because there's a lot of media and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, like the movie The Witch. Like that? Didn't that take place in Salem? No, I think most of the witch stories Uh, take place in Salem. Bewitched? Wait, no, not bewitched. Uh, Oh God, Hocus Pocus. Sabrina. There we go. Hocus Pocus. Yeah, I think went to Salem State, and that was like one of the biggest things was one person who knew what the Hocus Pocus house was, and they go around like, "You guys want to walk to the Hocus Pocus house?" (laughs) And we go there and be like, "Yep, it's a house. Cool." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, anyways. Oh, Christine entered the room because she heard Hocus Pocus. She heard that we were talking about Hocus Pocus. She's like, I want to go to boo. <laughs> yeah, she heard Sabrina the Teenage Witch and, and she literally entered like, um, like crazy. That's a different Salem. <laughs> That's the cat. <laughs> She's trying to talk to me. and but like, Go away, Christine. We're doing a thing. <laughs> I mean, give her a mic. <laughs> I'm trying to update information I heard him saying into the podcast because Braintree is way more historic than a video game, and I know a lot more about Sabrina the Teenage Witch than what he was saying. So, oh. if you have any other questions or updates, just ask me. We Literally don't. nobody. <laughs> We're talking about the cat, just the city. And and if you, I promise you, if you go to Connecticut and say where's Braintree, they'll be like, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about, listeners. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I shooed my wife. I shooed her. <laughs> if if you if you go anywhere in the United States and you say where's Braintree on a map, nobody will have any idea what you're talking about. Uh, it's not in the leaves. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we're talking about The Last of Us. We were, we were talking about The Last of Us. And Is it better than The First of Us? Because I saw The First of Us. Um, <laughs> so we're uh, highly anticipating, I'm highly anticipating playing uh, uh, The Last of Us 2. And uh, I. <laughs> yes, I am. So I've I've successfully stayed away from every single spoiler, every single leak, and every single review because I don't I, I don't want anything to to cloud my judgment about my own thoughts on the game. You see, I'm gonna I'm going one step further. Initially, I was going to pre-order the game, but with PS5 coming out very very closely, knowing for a fact that they're coming up, gonna come out with a PS5 version of Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to wait for that. Are you just going to go and get a PS5? Possibly. Like, look, uh, I'm a ga- look, I'm a game journalist. I have to. Yeah, but man, fair. like you could you could watch the stream and just be like there's like literally no games coming Count- out. <laughs> Evan, counter argument, you're a game journalist, you can't afford one. <laughs> oh. Reality slap. We don't know how we really don't know how much it's going to be though. Yeah. Um, Could be the I, cheapest gaming system ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, I would be pleasantly surprised if it costs just as much as a PS4, but there's no way. Or with, a Switch. With, with Unreal Engine 5 being like the predominant, uh, you know, 
rendering system on it, I am going to say that like, it's at least going to like, just putting in that system alone is going to make it, you know, more expensive. As the 99 per base. This is just me guessing. <laughs> as the meme said, I'm still waiting for PC too. <laughs> ah. um, so, because I, I mean, if you look at the the specs of both the Xbox and the PlayStation, uh, the new ones, they they have like the most up to date graphics card drivers in them, and just those costs alone are like in the thousands of dollars. So mm. the fact that they're even even selling the systems under a thousand dollars is well. You could also look at it as when PS3 first came out, it was the cheapest Blu-ray player you could purchase. Right, exactly. And a Blu-ray player, when it was brand new, what cost you... Like over a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks. And and the PlayStation 3 cost $600. And everybody was like, what? That's so expensive for video games. And then you find out that, no, they're selling it as the cheapest Blu-ray player. It's just turning into like a media console as opposed to a video game console. Right. Yes. You can do everything right. on it. Which so, is why I have a PC. Yeah. <laughs> because it's upgradable and it's, you know, uh, like PCs, you can, you can take pieces out and put them I in. I mean, at least for the new. consoles, when they get those different parts, it's all along with like a corporate contract. So they're making sure that every one of those systems has that in it. Whereas if you're individually upgrading something, all those pieces they can bring up the price a little bit because it's the individual consumer that's right. kind of picking and choosing right. what they want. Plus well, they're individually warrantied, all that stuff. With, yeah. Yep. With the graphic, because you also have to uh, imagine that when video games go into production, they're going into production while technology is getting better, which means that if, a, like, here's a game that we're probably going to bring up, Cyberpunk. 2077 because mm-hmm. um, that's a game that I'm really anticipating at the moment. I actually just had a dream about it last night that because because it got like all the news footage is like oh it's been pushed till November and I was just like I had a dream that it actually came out in September still anyway because I was like guess what we finished it early you guys get it in September still. Um, Are you sure it just wasn't a dream that was just you and Keanu Reeves? <laughs> Keanu Reeves wasn't even in it. Uh, it was all about character creation. I was like, this is awesome. Anyway. Um, and you just made uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> with, with like a game like uh, Cyberpunk 2077, I have a, I have a GeForce 1080, 1080 Ti in my computer, but they're up to the 3000 series as far as GeForce graphics cards go for NVIDIA. So when they started developing Cyberpunk, that wasn't even in production yet. So, so video games are still made on old technology, which means that if you have a top-of-the-line graphics card, it's going to last you at least a decade before you have to upgrade it. And where systems come out every five years. Seven years, really. Yeah. It's like, like trying to create the automobile before the tire. It's like, so there's going to be this thing called a tire. Imagine what it's like. Now yeah. build something that uses it. Build that car frame, yeah. So, uh, so, so with even with my 1080 uh, Ti, I might not be able to run Cyberpunk on Ultra like I can with all my old games. But it's still the technology that they would have to build the game off of because that's the only thing that actually existed. So I think I should be pretty good. Yep. Um, so and so long for me, like is console wise. If uh, the Last of Us, as long as the Last of Us Three doesn't come out, 
um, The Last of Us 2 will probably be the last console game that I'll ever buy. It's the only exclusive that I've really been looking forward to ever since, uh, which would probably be one of the answers for my favorite game series ever, um, Uncharted ended. Um, at the time, Uncharted was my favorite console ever. Also, Naughty Dog, by the way. But um, they, uh, when, when they ended the series after that, it was like, well, I'm looking for a new home now. <laughs> Well, if, we, if we're talking about PS5 exclusives, I got a lot of stuff to talk about Grand Theft Auto online, but I don't want <laughs> to put the cart before the uh, horse here. Aren't you excited for the new Skyrim that's going to be out on PS5 inevi- inevitably? <laughs> oh, man. I've, I've seen memes that were like talking about their release schedule and stuff before. It's like, okay, this year, this, this year, this, this year, this. You know, we got Morrowind, we got Oblivion, then we got Skyrim. And then it shows the next timeline. And it's like, okay, we got Skyrim, then we got yeah. Skyrim, then we got Skyrim, then we got Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's almost 10 years of only Skyrim at this point. And and there was it was 10 years. Oh my years. god, yeah. Because well, it came out in like 2011, uh, didn't it? Don't forget about ESO, but it's not the same type of game. No, ESO is I don't even count really counts as an Elder Scrolls game. <sighs> I yeah. forgot that that even came out. It's a Bethesda game. It's not really an Elder Scrolls game. It's yeah. based on the Elder Scrolls world, but Morrowind was my first Elder Scrolls game. I was pretty excited. I never really got anywhere because that game was hard. Oh, I can't wait for Skywind, uh, that mod project that's done all by volunteers. Oh yeah, well they tried to do that with Oblivion. They did, they they made they remade the entirety of Morrowind on the Oblivion engine, and then a bunch of people like in the in the modding community came out and were just like, "Man, the quality of this is really low. Like this is uh, like, oh, and, and keep in mind it's like a free project that these people yeah. made on their own time and not being paid so for. It takes so long yeah. that by the time they actually were able to get it out, that yeah. it's now like two generations and back. The, yeah, and the the Morrowind the Morrowind team who built it on the Oblivion engine was just like, all right, well, f you guys, and they got rid of the entire mod. You can't get it anymore, even though it was just like exactly what everybody was looking for: getting having Morrowind on the Oblivion engine. And mm-hmm. yeah, they, and and the, so they're like, you don't like nice things. Well, fuck you. That's Boom. literally what. Yeah, that's literally what they did. So, well, which is funny because the exact opposite thing is happening for Black Mesa, uh, the the remake of Half Life, the or well, the original yeah. Half Life game. Yeah, that you can you can get it for twenty bucks, and it's like a next gen version of the original Half Life game. And I heard that it it's really, really, really well done. Yeah. Mm-mm. Except for the Zen part of the game, the part when you're on Zen, which is you know the the alien planet near the end of the game. Oh yeah. And uh, but that was always a slog in the original Half Life as well. Like as soon as you got on Zen, you're just like, well, the game's a little bit different now. It's still a great game because okay, we're, we're okay now we've gone into my one of my favorite franchises ever made like if we're if we're talking to, if we're on the current question what's your favorite franchise ever made half-life franchise uh is is probably one of the first that ever stuck to me the hitman franchise uh and then later th- those were like early in life those were it was half-life and hitman mm. and then later in life it was fire emblem and monster hunter which I obviously on Wicked Anime, I've talked about both of those games to death. So I might as well talk about Half-Life and Hitman. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and as far so, so when it, came, it comes to Black, I, I actually haven't played, bought or played Black Mesa because I was just like, I have Half-Life. What, what do I care? Like, you know, it's just the same game, but just with a new shiny coat. Um, and uh, that, that game literally changed the way that video games 
could be played and could be seen. It was like really the first approach to cinematic world building. Well, and you know, an immersion because there was no cutscenes. There's still no cutscenes, and it's just it's great. I I love the I love the world. I love the story. Some some levels are a little bit slower than others, but overall, it's it to me, it's still one of the best games I've ever played. Oh, what am I stupid? Uh, Final Fantasy VII, but I'm going to talk about Final Fantasy VII later because I'm playing remakes, so that'll that'll be in the middle of like what I'm what I'm playing. Uh, Final see now Final Fantasy Seven, I I am one of those guys of like what are you nuts? Final Fantasy Seven was the best Final Fantasy ever made. I haven't and uh, yo I'm sorry I haven't played four or six which people are just like no those are the best Final Fantasies ever made. Shut up. Because uh, <laughs> then you're gonna six. be like are you talking about Japanese numbering or you're talking about American numbering? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but but I've played seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, ten two. No, I no, because I hated ten. Uh, and that that was just it. Is like oh, I I play like everybody's just like ten is the best. I'm like, what are you high? Ten is like so like bad. How about twelve? I didn't play twelve. Uh, people say that twelve different. is yeah. People say that twelve is is actually famously completely underrated. Well, it is because it was literally the last PS2 game ever released before they started releasing PS3 games. So literally they launched it when the PS3 was released and nobody played it uh, except for like a small fan base because everybody was buying PS3. So it was like, why am I going to buy a PS2 game? Who cares? I got it like 10 years after the release and got like like a deluxe edition. Yeah. Yeah, Because I just happened to have a PS2, like lucked into that. So I, once I got that, I started just going to greatest hits and pick and choose because I never had it when everything was getting released. I actually have my PS2 hooked up to my new screen. So like I have my PS4 hooked up to, to the, to to the fancier computer screen and the PS2 hooked up to my new old slash old screen that I have on my new setup. So I have all my playstations here. Because <laughs> right, PS2, so, PS2 was like the best system that PlayStation's ever released. Yes. So are we starting with favorite franchise? Because I'm okay favorite with franchise. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, hands down, Zelda. Uh, Good I'm gonna go with that here. And interestingly, I started on Wind Waker. That was once that I got the GameCube. That was the third game I ever got. First was Smash Brothers. Second was Animal Crossing. Third was Wind Waker. Uh, so that was my introduction to Zelda. Then through Animal Crossing, I also got Action Replay, so I figured out there was a way to actually get the original Zelda game accessed out of the code in Animal Crossing, because in the original GameCube, they had, like, built into that, they had NES, basically, ROMs of Zelda, Mario, any friggin' major yeah. NES game yeah. you can think of. So that was my first experience playing the original Legend of Zelda was through Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's amazing. But hands down, favorite, they did that. Favorite one has to be the Master Quest for um, Ocarina of Time, though. Oh my gosh. I didn't get to play that till I got it for the 3DS. So once I got that, I'm like friggin' mind blown. And the I... Master Quest was like it was freaking challenging it made me think you know it was it felt like a natural puzzle game like when it's supposed to make you think and does it well ocarina of time is at at least for our generation that's a staple game that that game changed a lot of our our lives like that game made us gamers like that's like asking someone in the 70s if they saw roots (laughs) (laughs) um 
like I, I Ocarina of Time was also a really good game for Game Shark. Uh, you could really break that game with Game Shark, so that was kind of fun. Mm. Uh, I've but, never found the need to break it unless I did that stupid thing in the freaking water tunnel where you get the keys out of order. Oh. So I had to look online and be like, okay, stand up on the third floor and then <laughs> somehow hook shot down to the second floor or something like that, and this is the only way you can break yourself out of this friggin' soft lock. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Chick Code Central. See, yeah, cheat code central. Holy That's cow. the only time I ever had to look something up in Ocarina of Time. When I'm just um, running around hitting myself in the head in the water temple because mm, I did stuff out of order. Go figure. My my buddy Ian, my buddy Ian in Japan, he uh, when I went to go visit him in, in September, I was we were talking about Ocarina of Time, and I was like, oh, I still play my 3ds. He's like, oh, I don't play my 3ds all that much. Do you want my Ocarina of Time for the 3ds? It's oh. like I was like yes like he's like i'll just give it to you i was like yes just give it to me and then i i flew out of japan without getting it from him i was like oh. Oh. <laughs> well are um aren't japan games like locked to japan consoles oh his was his was not a japanese okay uh, copy okay. because he has he has he comes from the united states lives in japan gotcha. has a united states 3ds and and plays uh, all of his all of his games that he has on his 3ds and it took me until uh, two years ago to actually play Majora's Mask for the first time. So uh-huh. that was, you That's know, one game of those, like, like it's Zelda, on. it's all of it's Zelda, but it's taking the, and what makes the series great and just giving it a whole new mission set or a whole new feel to it. And uh, it's both familiar and unfamiliar at the same time. For me, that was like one of the most frustrating Zelda games I've ever played. Because like I, I really couldn't get into the whole having to relive all through the days over and over and over again. I just couldn't get into that whole Groundhog Day sort of um, scenario that Majora's Mask had. It's a great game for the overthinker where you have to know what sort of tasks you need to do and be conscious of how much time you have in the day and to know to play that friggin' song that slows down time every time it starts because otherwise you're going to screw yourself. (laughs) Yeah, do you guys know if you play, what is it, the song of time backwards, it slows down time? I did not. Yeah, guys, if you play the song of time backwards in Majora's Mask or... Yeah, if you play it backwards in Majora's Mask, it slows down time. And if you play it, if you double up on the notes, it speeds up time or brings it from day to night or night to day. I might be mistaken on that one, but there were actual variations on the main song of time that actually helped you with time manipulation. I did not know that. Yeah, and, and like they didn't explicitly tell you that. You had to talk to a random NPC to figure that out, and it ends up being one of the best tools you can use to actually do the game frustration-free. Hmm. Cool. I, I can appreciate that out of a game. Oh, yeah. It's, it's people definitely. that It's people that loved the game and wanted to take the assets of it and make a new game out of it. It wasn't by the original um, creators of Ocarina, but it's using, obviously, all the assets of Ocarina. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my favorite uh, series or yeah favorite franchise, and I'm still trying to get Breath of the Wild too. I've heard that's a lot different as well. It seems like it has a lot of the free roaming stuff that I loved from Wind Waker, but I like dungeons too. So apparently, it's just a bunch of mini dungeons, and it feels like it's basically 
Skyrim side quests with Link or something like that, which I might honestly <laughs> yeah. love. But I think there's a little bit more depth to Breath of the Wild than Skyrim, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which I'll uh, be talking about later uh, I, on. Yeah, I'm the person who goes into the friggin' Elder Scrolls wikis and is like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just I came across the abandoned cabin the other day, and I was just like, it's like this needs oh, a key the to dog. unlock. I was like, I was like, what? What, where's the key? And then I just found, I was like, oh, that's where the Dark Brotherhood is. I was like, I, so I stumbled across the Dark Brotherhood without actually finding them, but you need a key. You can't just break into the Dark Brotherhood. Oh, yep. It's um, something, something well, or something water well. Red, it's just abandoned water. shack. Yeah, abandoned oh, wow. shack. You need the key to get into abandoned shack. Oh, right, right. Yeah, all you have to do is um, go to Windhelm. Yeah, go to Windhelm and find kill the this kid. kid's parents. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which are which killed. Which Kill in my car I'm going to do former foster mother or adoption agency. Yeah, the the adoptive the uh, thrill the, of the kind. Yeah. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. All right, Evan. What's your favorite franchise? All right, so it's a toss up. So, um, so the one series that I feel like really keeps sticking to me some is definitely the Yakuza franchise. Hmm. And the Yakuza franchise is so great because it has that sort of like Grand Theft Auto feel to it, but it's a much smaller area that you're in, but it's brimming with so much more life because like practically every building that is in Kamurocha or Okinawa or wherever the game is take place in, you can go in there and you can experience like different side quests and different mini games and like classic arcade titles and um, full on virtual fighter games. But what I love about the Yakuza franchise is just its storytelling aspect. Like, the voice acting in the game is, like, the absolute best that I've ever heard in anything, whether it's video games or anime. There's this emotion that it really brings to the table that you don't see in many other forms of entertainment. And then gameplay-wise, it's just a blast. Even if you're just roaming around town or you're just beating up random gangs and such, my personal favorite weapon of choice is the bicycle because it's just hilarious just beating up Yakuza with a two-wheeler. But um, but I just absolutely love the story that Yakuza tells. And it's the only franchise where I look forward to running into random side quests because those side quests are written so entertainingly that you can't be mad when it interrupts your main story. Hmm. Like it, it delivers both from an emotional standpoint and a comedic standpoint too. Like the, like Yakuza is one of those rare franchises where it can be both one of the most serious games out there and the funniest games out there too. And like, I'm glad that it's getting a lot more love here in the West because of when they did Yakuza Zero and having someone as iconic as Big Takeshi be part of Yakuza 6 and then remaking and re-releasing all the other Yakuza games onto PS4. Now it's getting a much bigger following because of all of those. And now people are waking up and seeing just how great of a series it is. So... Yakuza on one end for me, and then as you can probably tell from my background, one of my other favorite series for good traditional side-scroller, Metroidvania sort of style gameplay, definitely the Shantae series. Yeah, and Shantae's like, fun. Shantae is a blast. I, I, again, it had, it's very simple gameplay, but they are very creative when it comes to her powers and her spells and 
gotta love her hair whip. But I like I like the stories that the game tells as well. There's very like deep lore into the genies and the half genies. And I do appreciate that they created her as a character that she's a good, she's a she's a heroic, but she's very self-conscious when being a hero. She's more of a realist than someone who's a fantastical sort of like superhero kind of character. Like you you can meet someone in real life that has the same sort of personality as Shante compared to someone who's like Super Mario or Simon Belmont or something like that. And just like all the games of the Shantae series have been super fun. And the most recent one that I played, the new one, the Seven Sirens, absolutely, I think, is the best in the franchise right now. Because well, it brings it back to that Metroidvania style that made like Pirate's Curse and Risky's Revenge such great games. Is it, is it actually like a Metroidvania type game? Because like where you, where you can choose like the area that you go to and, and it's all one map? It's all one map. You can't choose where you want to go to because there are places we we have to unlock. But once you do unlock them, you can return and everything. And everything is on basically one map. Yeah, because that was the big thing about the one that I have, Half Genie Hero. Half Genie Hero is just a level by level game. Right, and it's a great it's a great level by level game. But it and it's still one of and Half Genie Hero. I will still stand by as my favorite video game that I've ever backed on Kickstarter. But I feel like what they were able to achieve with Half Genie Hero, they were able to go and implement into the um, Seven Sirens with with the updated graphics and everything, but in the traditional Shantae gameplay style that we were used to. Yeah, the the, the music is stellar too. I love oh the, my the soundtracks are crazy. So Jay Kaufman did the first four video game soundtracks. Uh, unfortunately, Jay Kaufman doesn't do it for uh, Seven Sirens, but the team that that, that does do it does an excellent job paying homage to what he was able to accomplish on the first game, Risky's Revenge, Pirate's Curse, and Half-Genie Hero. Yeah. So uh, I'm in it for the art, really. I, I love the art. The art style <laughs> of the game is just, oof. Oh, yeah. Art style is amazing. And um, I do have a... And, and I love, like, the fan base because they do a great job with paying tribute and homage to the Shantae franchise with such great art, too. There's supposed to be a, a um, art book coming out very, very soon. Oh. Uh, Udon Entertainment's going to be releasing. Oh, well, Udon, yeah, Udon has a lot of the art because they release like the exclusive uh, pins and stuff for Shantae. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, if Udon releases a, an art book for it, I will get it because the, the, I'm, the whole point I really love Shantae is because of how amazingly stellar the art is. Yeah, they had announced it a couple of years ago. Someone had brought it up this year that it still hadn't come out. And I think WayForward said that it is coming probably at the end of this year. And there's all, and um, the creator, Matt Bozen, um, co-creator, because he created it with his wife as well. He's saying that right now, um, his wife is now working on what they call a show Bible to try to pitch Shantae as a legit animated series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. It only makes sense. Oh, yeah. Especially because Studio Trigger did one of the openings, too. Oh, yeah. For for the new one. So I actually have a couple more um, franchises that I hadn't talked about, and I'll be brief about them, especially because I talk about them a lot. Um, The first one being... uh, being Psychonauts, uh, Psychonauts yeah, is psych- like, yeah. and I and I consider that one a franchise now because uh, they have they actually have two games 
out. Um, one was Rhombus of Ruin that came out for the PlayStation VR. And uh, then the uh, second one is coming out, which the story behind that, of course, is um, I, I took um, some drastic steps uh, last summer when my wife and I went to California for the first time and we went to San Francisco and I found out that Double Fine Studios was in San Francisco. So I was like, hey, let's take a day out of our vacation so I can do something I want to do and go tour Double Fine Studios. And um, she reluctantly said, okay. Um, and we went to um, we went to Double Fine Studios. We got to tour it. Uh, it was it was a dream of mine. It was so amazing. They were so nice. I literally reached out to them on Twitter the yeah. day before we left. I was we were like going to bed right before we were about to wake up to get a, go to the airport to get onto the plane. And I tweeted them saying like, "Hey, I'm going to be in in San Francisco in like a day." Can I come to your studio? And they were like, okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, I, um, I know. The, the the DMs are still sitting on the Wicked Anime Twitter. Every every single one of the people who worked there were super cool, super friendly. And uh, Double Fine is just straight up one of my favorite studios. Like you, did a dream studio. meet, you did not get to meet Tim Schafer, though. No, Tim Schafer uh, was on vacation that week. And so was the artist for Psychonauts, Scott. I forget his last name. Scott something. Oh, that's going to bother me. Um, but... Uh, I did get to see some of the game production that uh, hadn't been released yet or anything like that. So that was pretty cool. Um, other franchise that I want to talk about. Have I talked about Tetris enough on the show? I don't even know <laughs> if I've ever talked about my love of Tetris. Have I? Is that a thing? That I've done? Yes. Like, yes. A- ask me anything about the stats of any classic Tetris World Championship player, and I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started like I really my first Tetris game was for the original Xbox when I when we bought our first original Xbox. It came with a double disc that had a game of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and uh, which Tetris was pretty Worlds. pretty good. And then Tetris Worlds was on the same disc. It was pretty and good. That game was awful. That, yeah. That, that, uh, I don't know uh, what the Clone Wars one. Yeah, the Clone Wars uh, one. Tetris, Tetris was though, awesome. Tetris, though, that's a whole different story, and that kicked off my my whole uh, <laughs> um, my whole uh, obsession with Tetris, and that now I have my own favorite esport, and my Super Bowl is the classic Tetris World Championships, and oh boy, like I could go on and on about it. Yeah, Jonathan and I were actually cheering and and like what we were watching it together and we were you know so excited about Dude, it. moments where i would stand up out of my seat and not be able to sit down because jonas newbauer was, was eliminated first round like, yeah what jonas? jaw hit the floor like unbelievable like to somebody who had never been to the classic Tetris world championships before his name was retrocard or, uh, I mean, or, the, the Tetris series has has really impressed me these last couple of years because uh, two games that have come out in the Tetris series just basically reinvented the whole Tetris experience. You had the Tetris Effect, which yeah. brought Tetris to a virtual realm, which is which is a fantastic and beautiful thing. And then they bring the competition to you with Tetris 99, which to this day is like the multiplayer game I played the most of online. Yep. Uh, I still play Tetris 99 at least once every single day. I um, notice every time when I have my switch on, I see Jonestar, Tetris 99. Yeah, there I am. Hey guys, uh, is the world ready for a Tetris isekai? 
Well, that's what the Tetris effect kind of is. You're in the Tetris world. Well, let me let game. me tell you something. I would be ready for a Tetris isekai. Um, but then again, too, I was uh, reincarnated as a Smash Boy. <laughs> uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris is the closest thing that we have to a uh, a Tetris. Actually, isekai. you know what? Oh, if, if which is good. Which is a good was, game. Um, if there was a Tetris isekai. The when you go into an isekai, you're always the strongest character in the entire thing. So you would you would have to be enter the, uh, the isekai as a line block. The yes. line block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my online name now. Uh, yeah. I, my every anytime if you if you go on my Steam or anything like that, you see me on uh, Rainbow Six Siege. I'm the line block. Yeah, <laughs> <Just> a, <laughs> this icon is literally just a picture of the line block, just on a white background line block. <laughs> like just so funny. It's good. Rainbow Six Siege. Oh man! <laughs> Haven't even Did you guys about know that we yet. played Rainbow Six Siege? <laughs> you do now. <laughs> oh, uh, I, we we turned it on for the first time in uh, like six months, maybe La- uh, last night, and we actually did really, really, really well. Like I was, I was so afraid that turning on Siege again, I was just gonna, I was gonna be awful because I'd been out of practice. And then it's literally like riding a bike. I turned on, I <laughs> first match we turned it on. And and I was playing as Bandit, and I and everybody's dead. It was a it was a five or four v one, and I just went through and smoked the like three out of the four v one, and the last guy killed me. And I was like, no, it was almost a clutch. Yeah, siege. Um, all right. So we've done yeah. uh, favorite franchises. That's franchises. Have, yeah. Do we have favorite singular standalone game? <laughs> Yes Absolutely. and no. I think I, I almost think that the my favorite game ever made has not been released yet. <laughs> like it. If mean? World can't even comprehend what I love. <laughs> well, because because there's so many games that I I like as a franchise that it's it's almost impossible to be like, well, this one's better than this one, and this because well, they're all so different. Like, like even even if it's part of a franchise, like it doesn't have to be a standalone game aside from a franchise. If you have one favorite game, even if it's you know number three out of a series, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I because I have I have really high hopes for Cyberpunk coming out. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the best game ever made, but I I do think that it's going to try at least try to be a game changer. Uh, the combat looks kind of clunky, and I, I actually think the combat looks like the worst part about Cyberpunk, but I'm still really excited about what that game could potentially bring to the video game realm, uh, especially looking at what they, they were able to do with The Witcher 3. Uh, do you think but, they're trying to take too much from it? Because would, would it be like with the mechanics because of how well it did? or like, What do you mean? I, but, I mean, I can most certainly tell you the what I think is the greatest game ever made. That's not Tetris. Sure, come um, around to me. Come back around. <laughs> what, what's that? I said come back around to me because maybe I can think of something. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, by far, 100% Earthworm Jim. Oh, uh, heck yeah. Earthworm Jim's a- mm. like, like that, that game was – so I played that game when I was like, what, three or four years old? And it's, uh, no, that game came out when we were like five. I, I don't know, man. Uh, but, now, five. here's my question: Earthworm Jim one or Earthworm Jim two? So um, <laughs> that's that's kind of what, what's hard about it to to you know make it such a good franchise because I mean like it, like this is kind of like a franchise question again. Um, so Earthworm Jim one uh, was I I think a more solid game, and I think it was a little bit more fair, um, and it, it followed like this really great formula. 
Um, but Earthworm Jim 2 was just so unbelievably wacky and out there and like such a Looney Tunes Saturday morning cartoon sort of yeah. feel to it. It was like, absurd. Remember when you had to pick up the giant dresser and you had to trip the door to actually go down there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the bosses. So what Evan is talking about is one of the bosses in Earthworm Jim 2. You are in a paper mill factory and yes. there's there's giant filing cabinets that, that attack you. And the boss on the level is just a door with legs that runs runs away from you and in order to beat the bosses you have to pick up an armoire and you have to put the armoire in front uh, in, in the way of the door so that when you chase it the door trips and the, the door you can open up the door when it's we need to make ground. a point that there's a foot that's sticking out of the armoire too it's a human foot <laughs> yeah um, like it's so good i will say that i for me like earth and gym 2 is my favorite because i don't know I don't know what it was when I played Earthworm Jim. Like I had rented it from Blockbuster, the first one. Yeah. I don't know if there was something wrong with the copy that I had, but when I went, got to the last level of the first Earthworm Jim game, it would loop back to the second level. Like I yeah. never got to see the end Wait, of question. Earthworm Jim. Was it, wow. was, was it the Sega Genesis or the SNES version? Sega Genesis. Yeah, that sounds like a, be- a bug. Because the Sega Genesis version was clearly superior to the, I, to the I still play. I still play my Sega Genesis cartridge of Earthworm Jim to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I actually speed run it now. I'm getting to the point where I can actually speed run Earthworm Jim, beating it either 100 percent or um, or or any percent. Um, and like so, this game. I mean, like Tommy Tallarico started on, on this game, and he was making music for it, and the, the music on it is amazing. Um, and yeah. if you, if everybody was impressed with Cuphead and that being a completely two <laughs> D animated game, listen, Earthworm Jim did it first. They were drawing the sprites on animation sheets, scanning them in, and then making sprites that way. Um, amazing stuff. Amazing. The ending of Earthworm Jim 2 is still one of my absolute favorites because it's just so <laughs> non sequitur that it's just, you can't be mad at it. I, I will say that the best joke out of Earthworm Jim 2, or, or to this day, the greatest level design ever is the one where in the very first level, the bonus stage where you are on one of those uh, old people home electric chairs and <laughs> and controlling the speed of it to avoid the falling grannies in the yeah. retirement home. <laughs> I don't like, I, I really like the uh, the Jim is now a blind salamander. Oh level. my god! And, and then the quiz. At yeah, the you get end. to the quiz. I still remember all the answers to the quiz show. Yeah, like, what is the color of Jim's red gun? Green. It's green. Green. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you and remember like, what the sound was when you got the question wrong? Yeah. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Yeah, game good good choice. I yeah. if if we're doing like favorite oh, it's 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 the reason why I, I wanted to make games. This why, is still why I yeah, do make games. This is still like, so hard for are me. Are we talking about like the game that we think is the best video game or the game that meant the most to us? I, I guess it's kind of either one, really. Yeah, because I, I don't think I can do the best game because there are so many different kinds of be- like in my opinion, like Skyrim is one of the worst games ever made. It could also be one of the best games I've ever played because yeah. it's so terrible, but you can change it to whatever you want it to be because they modded the crap out of it. But uh I used to be an adventurer like you. <laughs> but uh I if if we're if we're doing just games that are special to us as as that. I think the game that had the most influence on me is probably Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Um, and, and again, I will be bringing this up later, but 
in in the same way that like the the reason why there's a bigs and a wedge in every single Final Fantasy game from six on uh, is because the director of Final Fantasy seven was so or of Final Fantasy I should say specifically six through uh, ten I think. Uh, he was so inspired by Star Wars that he wanted to make stories like Star Wars, so he made games like Final Fantasy. It's ironic because where I am a Star Wars fan, and I'm a huge fan of the original trilogy of Star Wars, I think Final Fantasy had more of an effect on how I like to write stories and characters. Uh, so so in the, in the way that he was inspired by Star Wars to make Final Fantasy, I was inspired by Final Fantasy to make stories in my own way. I loved yeah. how even his side quests had a lot of thought and writing going into it. You know, every single, you know, little detour that you would take would yeah. still have some sort of, you know, meaning. innate meaning towards well, the history of Vincent or something like that. Yeah. I mean, like when you enter Yuffie's village for the first time and she just betrays you on the spot, she steals all your materia and you have to go and get your materia back or you don't have to you just literally have no materia and you're just like wow that's like that's a side because yuffie is a totally optional character and the only way you get yuffie is you run around the forest until you fight yuffie and then you beat her and then she's in your party and then you you can or or you can go to the ninja village without her and then you can't go in at all so you chase her around for like hours trying to get her but it's same with vincent too yeah vince you you can accidentally just never see vincent's I did that my first playthrough. I had to like go back and actually figure out like, wait, I've seen pictures of this guy. Who is he? Oh yeah. shit. Yeah, you walk through that you can walk right through that village and never go down into the basement and find and find Vincent. And you can lose. You can you can tell him to stay in the in the coffin by choosing the wrong dialogue options and then he won't come out. Like it's it's crazy. There's so much insanity to that game. And you really need everybody at, at the end to beat Sephiroth. You know, it's ugh. It's yeah. There's a lot uh, of. I mean, I always. I'm a fucking grinder. I'll always go for one strong team, and that's it. Maybe I'll have a like a reserve to come in to Phoenix down someone or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I'm the actually... first time I ever played Pokemon Blue all the way through. One, <laughs> anyway, one Squirtle nicknamed Squirter evolved him into a Blastoise, and I beat the entire Elite Four with an 89 level Blastoise. Yeah, age six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy has, like, really, specifically, Final Fantasy VII, it, to me, to still to this day, is one of the best stories ever written, and it, it the, I tell this to Jonathan all the time, it, it broke me in some way, like, it did something bad to my body and my mind, because I can, I can hear the first note of Eris's theme, and I will start crying. Like I, and I'm just like, there's something wrong with me. Like it's so, it's so Pavlov's bell that I, I can, I think I need help. Like it's, and, but, <laughs> but it's because the music, the music in Final Fantasy seven is such a living character on its own that it's one of the best video game soundtracks ever created in my opinion as well. But, but yeah, Aris's theme, if you play the first couple piano notes, like I'll, I'll start choking up because uh, uh, we, because she's just one of the best characters written ever. But I will totally give you that with the soundtrack. I want to at least vote Zelda into the top five, but I know the Final Fantasy far comes above that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so yeah, so Final Fantasy VII, music, story, characters, Tifa, still ultimate waifu ever. 
though, when I talk about Final Fantasy VII Remake a little bit later, what they did with Eris and translating Eris from Final Fantasy original Final Fantasy VII to remake Final Fantasy VII, I am so blown away. Eris is easily the best character in Final Fantasy Remake because of the way she is voice acted, the way she's written, the way she's animated. Oh my gosh, I've never wanted to betray a waifu so bad as like Tifa <laughs> as to switch to Aris, like because of how well they did her in Final Fantasy VII. But that's a little bit later down the line. I'll talk about that a little later. Uh, uh, or uh, Yeah, I guess I'll just wrap this up very quickly because I already touched on it, though. I guess my favorite game, if I'm talking about most personal connection, will always have to be Pokemon Blue. Because nice. that was yeah. the game that first, that was like the one that I first picked. I'm like, yo, that's the one I want. I, I need Pokemon right now. Like <laughs> I, I, I had an NES that my parents got for me. So I got to play Mario 1 and 3 and 2. Uh, loved 1 and 3 though. But um, po- Pokemon Blue was the first one that I was ever like, you know, this is the one I have to have. And I played the shit out of it. Yep. But yeah, John- I Jonathan never, I- never, mm-hmm. ever reset the game. It was still on its original save because I refused to get rid of Squirter. Yep. Squirter was my like that was my one and only man. You know, that was my ride or die. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Me, me and Jonathan, I had blue, I had blue, Jonathan had red, and uh yeah. like Jonathan's Jonathan's uh, Charizard would be one shotted by my Blastoise because we had links so we could battle each other. Yes. Um, um, me, me and Jonathan. Me and Jonathan could battle uh, all the time, but you know, Blue obviously cannot beat Red. But Jonathan had a Butterfree that could beat everybody. So <laughs> Butterfree man. Uh, so that was my introduction to RPGs, and so that was the thing that got me into Final Fantasy. That's what got me into. I mean even all the random shitty games I play, like I played RuneScape and shit in the past. <laughs> just going to work on leveling stuff. Just going to keep grinding, leveling it. Like, Come on into the wild. There's things in the wild for you. Oh man, I used to farm big bones up in the wild. They fucking like level 21 wilderness. <laughs> I just sit there. I just go in like a priest gown because I had high prayer. So I just put a, you know, R on for de- defense and I just run away or whatever if anyone came. <laughs> But even if I died, I'd only have three valuable things on me, so I kept them. Side tangent. Yeah, I played RuneScape. Wow. <laughs> Leader of a guild of over 100 people. <laughs> wow. Evan. Uh, or or is, that, is that all you want to talk about for Pokemon? Yeah, favorite game, Pokemon Blue. Woo! <laughs> okay. Huh. I've, I've actually been sitting here for the last 20 minutes thinking about what the best video game, in my opinion, I've ever played was. And thinking it, thinking it over, just the, the one game that still keeps coming back to me over and over again is Batman Arkham City. Mm, oh, now, for, for me, for Batman Arkham City, first and foremost, as a kid, I watched all of Batman the Animated Series, like Bat, Batman yeah. and Robin, Batman Superman Adventures. So I grew up with Kevin Conroy as Batman and Mark Hamill as the Joker. And without like spoiling anything, if you've never played the game is, I felt like Arkham City was, it felt more like a fitting conclusion to Batman, the animated series than anything Mm -hmm. that's come, come past it. Like I've never touched Arkham Knight because I felt like playing that game would have betrayed what the story that was told in Arkham City. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even though I was kind of excited for the game, but like looking back at it, like I feel like I feel like what Arkham City accomplished felt more like a true complete ending to uh, what um, what's his name, Paul Din, Paul, um, who was like the main writer of Batman the Animated Series, uh, Tim Bruce. Tim Bruce Tim Bruce Tim Bruce Tim Bruce Tim. <laughs> Two first Who names. am I thinking of? Paul Dan strikes again. <laughs> Bruce Tim felt like the the original. I felt like this was the fitting conclusion to that original series I used to watch as a kid. Yeah. The 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 combat mechanics in the game were just amazing. The flight mechanics going from one building to the next just blew my mind away. I felt like I was genuinely playing. <laughs> Damn it, Derek. Um, Rolled. I felt, I genuinely genuinely felt like I was legit playing the Batman game I've wanted to play my entire life. And the story that it told, just like those last couple minutes of that made me like, for a few moments, I'm like, without one thing was like, come on. Oh, come on. Something's going to happen here. Come on. Mm-hmm. Something's got to happen. There's got to be something more here. And then you see how the game ends and the credits roll and you're left like shocked that the Batman franchise did one of the most unthinkable things you could ever think Batman, the Batman franchise would ever do mm-hmm. happens in Arkham City. Mm-hmm. And I remember just dropping my controller and just looking gobsmacked at what had occurred, almost kind of, like, I don't think I've ever cried playing a video game, but I was nearly in tears because, I don't know, I feel like, I I feel, it's hard to really explain without actually saying what happens, but like. I've played it, so I know what you're talking about, and I agree with you too. So like, Uh, seeing what happens is like, they just took, one of the greatest characters in the DC universe and did this to him. Well, and you, and like that showed me just how, um, like, and, and they did it so perfectly that you couldn't be mad that they did it. Like it, it, because it came such, so out of left field that they went that route that you, it's that it was done so beautifully and so poetically that thinking back at it, it's like this was one of the best endings because you never expected the Batman universe to do this ever. Well, and if 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 anything, it I find it absolutely amazing that it's a game that legitimately makes you feel like you are playing Batman. Like, yeah, it, like you, which is why I brought up. Like, yeah, like you, there's. Like, you just feel like Batman in that game. And that's what's amazing. Like, I, I don't think a game, a, even especially a Batman game, I don't think a Batman game has ever successfully made you feel so Batman than Batman uh, City games. Like, the yeah. uh, like Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. And it's City. really funny, too, to, to think about it. Because the more you say Batman, the it's one of those things is, like, you, you say it more and more and it starts to, the word starts to lose its meaning. Yeah, and like yeah. and like you don't feel silly being Batman, <laughs> you know? You're Batman. Yeah, Batman. Batman. Tell awesome. that to every actor who says I'm Batman twenty times a movie. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. But 
That's all that I was said actually was the very the first game I ever bought the collector's edition version of. So like I had the really nice statue of Batman. It came with the soundtrack. It came with all the Catwoman DLC for free and everything. That's oh, yeah. another thing too. Like the Catwoman levels that you got to play in those games were great. And I wish that the Batman series would actually legitimately make a Catwoman spinoff because of how good those yeah. levels were. Yeah, real good. It's also the best looking Catwoman. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yes. So. Oh, without question. Like when I think of how the perfect look to what Catwoman should be, that's the Catwoman I think of. Um, yeah. well, Not I just mean, because she's sexy, but because <laughs> it's just such a well-made costume. I mean, that's the Selena Kyle that we get in the comic book series, like the more recent comic book series. Yeah. Like that's what mm-hmm. Selena Kyle looks like. And they Unless so they you get took an artist that, that draws her horribly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is all too common. Often. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So yeah, the more I think, yeah. Now I think about it, no question about it. Batman Arkham City is the best video game I've, I've personally ever played. That's a good choice. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So who wants to talk about um, some Steam sales? <laughs> I don't know if anybody if anybody here does a lot of PC gaming. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who do, though, who Logically are looking forward to uh, June <laughs> 25th to uh, July, what is it, 10th, something like that. Um, and Steam sale is going to be uh, happening and th- can't wait to spend, like drop so much coin on some games or not much coin at all. I'm actually challenging myself. I'm budgeting myself um, to see how much, how many games I can get for the price of one brand new game. So yeah. that's, well, last, that's my last budget. year. Uh, just to kind of butt off of that, last year I got 40, 14 games for forty dollars. So I, I, yeah, I got I got something something similar to that. Thirteen games, something like that. I forget how much. It's absurd. So some stuff that I'm looking forward to on my list. Uh, Andrew, you you um, wanted to do like uh, you you want me to get like Code Vein, like well I I don't think you you need to get Code Vein, but. It's on my list. It's it's I'm, a fun. I, I think Code Vein is fun. I I have um I, I definitely have what's on my list. Um, Devil May Cry Five is one that I was I was looking to get because you can get that one for like super cheap while we're on there. And uh, also, I've really gotten. I'll talk about this in the what we're playing section. Is the XCOM series. Yeah. Um, so that game is full price, but I've seen that game on sale for 
uh, so I bought the first one. It's $30 right now, but I've seen it down to $2. I bought it when it was $2. And then uh, the second one is a $60 game that I've seen down to $7. So if that happens, I'm definitely getting it. And XCOM is a, is a series that you should, um, that everybody should look into. Funny you say XCOM, because I, I enjoyed the series, but like, and so like, I, when the Mario Rabbids game came out for the Switch, I found myself having more fun with that game than any ever XCOM game I ever played in my life. Huh. That's funny. Yeah, I've, and I've actually uh, started getting into those, the tactical games. Um, they need to be like more action-based. Like, so Andrew is like, but it's Fire Emblem's the same thing, but to me it's different, you know? And, and I feel like the, these ones are, are a little bit more different in that sense. No, you're wrong. I'm, I may be wrong. Wrong, but, um, Fire Emblem Awakening is one of the most important games I've ever played. I still have it for my 3DS, so I'm. I know I gave it to you. So, no, <laughs> was my, Christine was gave it to me. Christine gave it to me for my birthday. It was the 23rd birthday, the one that I forgot. She gave me a game, and I was like, "Why do I have this?" She's like, "It's your birthday today." I was like, "What?" Oh yeah, that's right. Because um, because I because she asked me, she came to me and asked you asked you what I should get. You. Yeah, it's like oh Fire Emblem. Um, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, I'm looking forward to man. I I'll just have to see what comes out because like it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, if this game only costs fifty cents, then I might as well just might as well yeah, try. right. <laughs> so Steam sale, keep an eye out. Get Conan Exiles and join us on our server. Don't really. <laughs> um, that's another game that I might bring up as Conan for like a little bit because we've been playing Conan Exiles. Uh, it's Delt Minecraft. For anybody who's wondering. Now, is there a mod in Conan Exiles where you could play as Conan O'Brien? <laughs> no. Probably. I, no, I, I would... Probably. You could probably just make him. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The character customization is, is done by sliders, the way that they do it, where so you can move, like, jawbones and stuff like that. I bet you oh, can make Conan right. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, got a, it's, it's got an okay character creation system, but if you, have, if you can mod the character creation system to be even even better, so... Uh, like we have our Conan server has like 50 mods running on it at the moment. It's absurd. Uh, but, but it's fun. I, I, oh, I created some crazy. So Conan, I guess we're talking about Conan Exiles now. Uh, Conan Exiles, uh, has one of the best crafting, not crafting systems, but like building structures and architecture. It, like out of all the survival titles ever, I think Conan Exiles hit it out, hit it out of the park as far as building, building cool looking buildings and actually creating architecture and hall like craftsmanship and hallways. It's oh you oh I created a throne room that mm, under and underneath the throne room is a bathhouse and it's just boy howdy it's it's a beautiful looking game. See, I don't know, uh, so I I can't get into. I can't get into the game uh, like uh, the way that you do. So uh, I, it, it's, to compare this, it's like, it's like Minecraft, right? So Minecraft ha- gives you two options. You can explore you know, the mines or you can build stuff. People like building stuff. People like exploring. I'm one of the explorers. I don't like 
building stuff. I like to go on the adventures and everything like that, the randomly generated adventures that you don't know. Andrew's the kind of person who will like spend hours, literally hours, just building a castle. And I'm like, that's yeah. boring. I'll actually go I'll actually go into his place and start destroying some of his walls just to <laughs> just to mix it up a little bit. Let's go he on doesn't an adventure. Really. He doesn't really, but I did that to Greg. I did it to Greg. <laughs> I did. I went in yeah, I went into his his Conan thing and I <laughs> and I destroyed some of his walls. I like, I, I mean, like, the, the map is cool, the dungeon is cool, like, discovering cool other things is cool, but that's that's all you really need to know about Conan. We like to play it, we play it together, and and we mod, we mod the hell out of it. Speaking of mods, let's talk about Skyrim. <laughs> uh, you rang? <laughs> yeah. So, I've been playing my fourth run of Skyrim. Now, when I say fourth run of Skyrim, I've never beaten Skyrim, ever. Uh, what do you consider beating Skyrim? That's main, a question in itself. Getting all the way through the main storyline. That's you it? Know what, do you Dude, know what, come on! Do you know what the worst part about Skyrim is? The main storyline. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, I started my fourth run through. Honestly, it's so much easier if you avoid the main storyline just do everything else first because yeah. no dragons show up. Yeah, no dragons show up. So so uh, I on my fourth run through, I created Shadow, who is one of the characters in Solarian Sun, my webcomic that you can read for you at solariansun.com or sign up at uh, patreon.com slash AFLM. Shameless. Um, <laughs> So I created Shadow because I have a, a race mod that lets me create like cat men, but or, or cat people, but Khajiit. not, but no, but not like Khajiits. They're more humanoid than cat. Like so, so basically, th- like I've, I've, wary of you. So guys. basically, I was just like, oh look, I found a Thundercats mod, and I did that, and then I made Salarian Sun characters, um, and then I created, or then I put have the mod uh, Alternate Start or Live Another Life, where you yes. basically. You start I use a, that one every single time. Oh, so I I did the the shipwreck like you you you're shipwrecked and and are off off the coast of Tamriel, and and it was so cool because you spawn inside this sunken ship and you have to swim out before you die and then you're like miles away from the not miles but you're really far away from the coast and you just have to swim to the coast and you're freezing to death and there's bears that are trying to kill you and just like I literally have nothing to defend with, and and it just make it makes it so exciting and different than waking up and you know oh you're awake (laughs) i've never actually tried that one i've done a couple of the times where i try to break out at the initial prison but honestly i got mm -hmm. to the point where i played so many times through where i said to myself i play the same way every time i'm always a sneaky rogue you know i so i like plotted out all 10 races with 10 different fighting styles and I started to try to create characters in each one of those specific ways. Like I had an orc that did two-handed because I never did two-hander because I was always a sneaky rogue. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had a, um, Oh God, the lizard folk, I forget the name, but, uh, it, it was an alchemist Gargonian. who just happened to use uh, conjuration for daggers. <laughs> uh, so I tried to force myself to play different ways because no. <laughs> now, now, just out of curiosity, are your mods on Xbox? Uh, no, actually, I have it on PC. Oh, okay. Do, do you have the that's violin? That's one of the few games my PC can still handle. <laughs> do you have Do you have the Violens mod? Violens, don't know that. I that's, usually go through Nexus. Not sure about you. Yeah, no, I, I, I use Nexus Mod Manager. 
Yeah. Um, Violens is the mod that allow that uh, creates like unique kill cams and stuff, and like you you can have finishing moves and. I mean, that looks nice, but I usually um, defer to the kind of realistic mods. Like, I do, um, oh, God, the cold weather mod. Oh, uh, Frostfall. 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 Yeah. Yes, I love Frostfall. Um, um, uh, realistic Needs and Diseases, R-N-D. Oh, uh, the, love uh, that. the I Need. Do you have the I Need mod? I don't have I Need. Yeah, um, I Need is like you have to eat every day and you have to drink every day. And uh, uh, Realistic Needs and Diseases actually covers a lot of that. So oh, okay. I, I, I've been going with that. Um, makes it so you have to like stay warm too, especially if... <sighs> I should really... I, I should turn I my hate, Skyrim into that. When I play that, I hate to do the Wizard's Guild quests because you always have to go way up into a friggin' Winterhold. Oh, Winterhold and- is the worst part of Skyrim. Oh, I know. And if you're constantly getting oh, look, cold, playing Skyrim. <laughs> like if you get too cold, you'll pass out and it just sends you back to the last place you're at. So I'm okay. trying to go in there and you have to like camp out every like, you know, 10 minutes or so of traveling just to make sure you're staying warm enough in order well, to keep going. So the reason why I asked you about the Violins mod is because it doesn't just create kill cams for like the way you play. It also creates a, a, neps, a neck snap and a, and a, a slit throat mod. So, like, if you sneak up behind a, 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 a character that hasn't noticed you yet, you press E on them like you're going to pickpocket them, and then you can choose to pickpocket them or slit their throat, and then it's an instant kill and gives you, like, a bunch of sneak uh, sneak points. I like the thought, but do you know how I train myself? What so, I do is I get pickpocket up first, and then I just go to whatever trainer I want to go to, train <laughs> myself in that pickpocket all the money back i'm getting extreme pickpocket experience for doing that and i get free training whatever skill i want to do so i just keep leveling myself up that way make pickpocket legendary again work on that again and i can just make any skill 100 if i want to yes so so okay so basically what we're saying is we'll move on because uh because we don't want to talk about skyrim for Um, hours but uh, before we move on can you guess how many hours i have logged into skyrim oh it's probably not even close to what i have um as many hours as i've logged into tetris 1300 upwards what oh 2500 1818 oh I'm at, I just peaked over 200, so 200 hours, so I'm not even close. Yeah, if you want to keep going on Skyrim, we can, but apparently we're moving on, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm just saying that because we can, like, we can talk some Skyrim. Like, as I said, it's it's one of the worst games ever made, but one of the best games ever made because of what you can turn it into. I've tried out so many friggin' mods, so I oh. can let you know what I think about a lot of stuff there. I Yeah, I have I have about, I used to have about 250 mods loaded in, but then I cut it down to 150. I cut out 100 mods from my game to make it more any, stable. Any playthrough, I usually do about 20. I kind of pick and choose exactly what I want to be seeing or doing. Yeah, yeah, so. That way oh, I, I don't, got... like, make it crash every 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. So I've uh, yeah so I, I have my Steam list open to see just just to have like what I'm playing and uh, oh should we talk about GTA Five because that that came out for free. like Epic Store so as everybody knows the Epic Store has done this weird thing uh, where they're releasing like you know AAA titles that are still full price for free like 100 percent free and I've I've collected. Civilization Six, uh, Ark. 
I have a you thought on this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Border Borderlands Two, uh, or actually Borderlands: uh, The Handsome Jack Collection, which is Borderlands One, Borderlands Two, plus all the DLC, which we're currently playing with uh, Greg, and uh, uh, but GTA Five came out, and and we've been, we've only been playing GTA Online together, and it's actually not that fun but yeah. it's but it's I, but it's fun because like you can create cool characters and so i created a cool looking character like who looks like davy havoc um only some of you here know who davy havoc is uh he's the lead singer of afi and or black audio depending on so i created i created davy in my in my game and uh and we got to walk around in a bunch of cool suits and go to the casino and gamble and then we tried to go on a mission and shoot people but they just shot us and killed us because it's really unbalanced <laughs> but it was free <laughs> all right so you guys got that through epic so you're doing that on pc yes okay so i actually still have an account on pc so no you le- oh yeah no i actually started uh <laughs> gta 5 on pc and then i got the xbox one so i tried to swap over to that figure out a way of like oh can i move my profile over yep, they're right. like no so i fucking <laughs> grinded the hell out of the xbox one but i've still got a lot of progress on my pc gta character oh including snap. like nightclub you know tons of fucking businesses shit like yep. that so if you guys actually want to play that talk to me after. oh this. heck yeah all right well dude, we'll bring that up again then yes dude i would love to get back into that especially <laughs> i've got someone to play with that sounds awesome i've got a doomsday like bunker shit like that you know <laughs> yo dude uh, i've seen Derek's like what he's done in grand theft auto online it's impressive (laughs) that's Uh, hilarious shameless and i rebuilt everything again on the new console because they wouldn't let me transfer my profile yeah no uh rockstar is very adamant on you buying their product again and again again you know what they're the literal most profitable game that's happened in the past couple of years i think it's the most profitable ever yeah skyrim's pretty close no, with all the microtransactions, trust oh, me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're taking so much money. Well, they're still... by the shock cards. Yeah, they're still releasing content for GTA Online. You know what I... Okay, so... There's you notice how no one thing. ever talks about Red Dead Redemption 2 anymore, but still talking about yeah. Grand Theft Auto there, 5 and the, online? There's a, there's a core community in Red Dead Redemption 2, but it's its own separate entity. Like, People who yeah. like Storyline, I highly suggest anyone play the storyline of Red Dead Redemption 2 if they got two weeks to kill. Derek and Raph convinced me to finally buy it, and I only played like two hours into it before I got bored with it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'd think that the Rockstar Slave Labor would be better than that. But you know what? With GTA, you know, everyone's been waiting for GTA 6. All the rumors have been going like, oh, is it going to be Vice City again? Is it going to go back to um, New York? Whatever they call it. Oh, Liberty City. Yeah. there's been rumors that maybe it'll be a uh, Boston or Chicago-based event. But the biggest thing I've heard about GTA 6 is, okay, so maybe it might be a new area, like Boston, Chicago, something like that. But the biggest thing I'm frustrated about is the only announcement they made is just extending GTA 5 from the (laughs) PS4 to the PS5. And you know what? This is discrimination because have you heard about the difference between PS and Xbox when it comes to this? 
So because they announced the PS5 and that's coming and they're, you know, going to have Grand Theft Auto online for the PS5, every single month, players of GTA online of the PS4 will receive a free million dollars. Oh, month. yes. Yes, I have heard that. And Xbox users like myself are just sitting around with their thumbs up their asses going like, um, so what? <laughs> Guess you shouldn't be an Xbox user. Yeah, well, I got it on PC, too. Not getting it on PC. It's very hard to be a PlayStation user when your friends on PlayStation don't play it. Ooh. It's true. Hey, this sounds like Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to comment before I said hi. (laughs) I just had the show throw some shade at the twins for ditching me for that. Good, good, (laughs) good. My PS4 is a Final Fantasy machine at the moment, and that's about it. Final Fantasy and Tekken, but I don't even play Tekken that much anymore. So, Wicked Anime number one fan, Victoria's here. <laughs> number one fan? I'm the fangirl, sir. Fangirl. Uh, I, I was I was trying, I knew it was something really good, so I was trying to come up <laughs> she, with a really good, co- I'm like. <sighs> she's an original cast member. She can't be the number one fan. I know, you were before me. I'm it's sorry. Fine. It's, Do not fine. Steal. I, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. You're before me. <laughs> Fine. I, Hi. I honor my elders. When it comes to the, my PS, when it comes to my PS4, I think mine's technically the Ascend Kagura machine because that's the most of the franchise I've played on there. I, I rebought I Estival Versus for my PC, and I've never been happier. <laughs> so Victoria, he likes all the naked mods. No, I don't actually. Funny enough, <laughs> hopefully we uh, will be able to. They'll, they'll start doing some cross-platform stuff, and we can start playing games again. Oh, oh, that'd be nice. Oh my god! I still have my PlayStation. First can of I all, do something I fun it. real quick. So do we. Okay, so Victoria, you weren't here. Okay. How many hours of Skyrim have I played? <laughs> I thought you were about to ask what about me. Because uh, <laughs> uh, oddly enough, you bring that up. You're his but, number one fan, after all. You should know these things. <laughs> I'm gonna guess. 56 hours. Oh, <laughs> oh no. 56. Oh no. Depends on how obsessed you get with it. <laughs> That's like going on prices Victoria, and betting a dollar. This question for a reason. Oh, Use no. that in your reasoning. I don't know. What do you mean? I'm very Just give confused. it to her. Just give it to her. 1000. 808 hours. <laughs> Wait, 1,818 hours. It's 1818. There we go. So I can't find my... I wouldn't be able to look up mine because I played it twice. Uh, I played it when I first moved back from Florida and I was in between jobs. I remember not sleeping. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just glued to the game and uh, essentially... When the sun came up, I went shit, and I yep. had to go to bed. <laughs> I ha- I've had a couple five a.m. five a.m. mornings of mm-hmm. playing Skyrim. I was like, "What am I doing?" Well, I started playing it recently. That's why I was like, "Oh, you bring up Skyrim." Uh, that wow. has okay. been. That's, yeah, I, uh, I'm officially past the point of feeling shamed about it, and I know I'm able to talk about it. <laughs> Good talking about the first step. But you know, I recently started playing it again. I well. I don't know if it's recently. I think it's probably been about two weeks. Yeah, it's about two weeks. I haven't played in two days, maybe three days, but I wasn't doing anything else except Skyrim. And 
definitely not playing while working from home because that would be inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> but oh my god, I got sucked right back into it. Is it is it Xbox or PS4? Uh, I think I started on PS4 the first time I played, and then I played on Xbox the second time. Are you are you are you using the benefits of the mod creation club? No. Oh, oh please do. Oh. I haven't had time to go through all that. Like, I mean, all right, Andrew, have you played any uh, popular quest lines? You know, popular mod quest lines. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried the one that was for the Somerset Isles at one point. That one had a lot of bugs in it. There was one that was for the High Rock area. Uh, I think the only one that I that the actually the only quest line that I modded in was the Tale of Marisi, and and then I went in and it was kind of low quality and and I kind of stopped following it, but it was all right. It was it was good. Um, I per, I do I do prefer the vanilla quest lines just with like expound upon modded Skyrim, you know, make it make it a little bit better. But there is one quest line I'm not remembering right now, but I'm opening up Nexus, so I'm about to find it. <laughs> So Victoria, uh, while while he's looking, mm-hmm. we have to we have to know because we have to we we have to catch you up on on like an hour's worth of talking that hasn't that has has gone the way, way wayside. What's your so favorite game? Way. What's your favorite game ever? 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 What game influenced you to do whatever? <laughs> Some of the answers have been Final Fantasy VII. Are we sticking Earthworm. with video games or? Yeah, Wicked yeah. Game. That's that's this episode. Either favorite game, like best game ever, or favorite game, like the one that meant the most to you. No. Also, how much do your turnips cost today? Christine oh, wants to know. Fuck. Right, 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 right. I, I <laughs> like brought in my also, Switch and everything. My, also, I've got um, my mod list. <laughs> oh, dude, you don't know. Um, I can access my mod list. Oh. My favorite game. <laughs> Crap. Because, like, it's. So. I played, like, I could play the Sonic games over and over again from Dreamcast from back in the day, like, over and over again. Yeah. Oh, the Dreamcast there was, like, the last the last good era of Sonic games before they... Before I could, Nintendo I could play that. I could play that or, um, I'm trying to remember the system. My family has a place on the Cape that we'd go to every, every like, mm-hmm. summer, and they had the older one. My brain is just stopped, so I'm Googling while I... Is it a Nintendo system or a Gen- or a Sega? It's uh, it's, an, it's a Nintendo. Don't Google. What's the biggest thing that gave, or what's the game that gave you the best feeling ever? No, no, what? she's looking for the system. Oh, yeah, I was sorry. looking for the uh, system. No, oh, I, sorry. <laughs> like because like the game I would be determined to beat and spent like my entire childhood determined to beat was between two of them. And it was definitely one of the original Mario's and one of the Donkey Kong's. And I'm just trying to remember which ones and which. Yeah, well, Donkey Kong was on Super Nintendo. And yeah, describe it, the Mario's that can help you. So it was it was I'm it, so the system I had was the little gray box with the purple up the purple on and off switch that you had to blow in the cartridge. That's super super Nintendo. So yeah, I had yep. the Super Nintendo and it was the Mario that you essentially had to just run around all the castles, very pixely and blocky. And world uh, world. Yes. Wait, is it Mario is missing? No, no, no. Mario was that was for the Super Nintendo, and it was very pixely and blocky. And no, I actually it was definitely world because then I remember going to like a bar at some point 
that like a nerd bar and they had it and I was like, yes, and it's played for hours. And then I play, I would play like pretty much anything on that system where is my go-to growing up. Uh, that, and then there's a reason that I bought this. Which oh, is, yeah. Aladdin. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Aladdin that was a hard game. On the Switch, it's the exact same game. And it's impossible. It's still fucking impossible. The, even the on a Lion bigger King, screen. The Lion King game is actually impossible. Like, there's yeah. no way kids could play the Lion King game. It's it is still so... impossible. As an adult, it's still impossible. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> that I just can't wait to be king level with it. We have to roar mm-hmm. at the monkeys. Uh, I want that damn level. <laughs> but, sorry, it's like yell and break people's eardrums. But that would be, that's what I think of for like my favorite growing up. My, but the most recent favorite is definitely Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, we were just nice. talking about that. Nice. Yeah, we were I, just talking about that. I am absolutely in love with it. I bawled my eyes out in the story. It's so good. Love the characters. Love everything about it. And I, Arthur, I we got a plan. <laughs> James, there you has, go, Evan. James actually has an Arthur, uh, Arthur cosplay that's really, really good. No, he was in Boston one year. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah we saw good. that. Yep. And he even has a point where he has like... Ah, Whoa, should I not girl. spoil things in the game? Right? Is it too? What to say that? He yeah, had don't. I wouldn't spoil rag? it. I guess. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, I just yeah. said it. Well, but we know what it. we know so, what yeah, you're he talking has, about. He, well, your brother already. Spoiled I just it. said it. So, <laughs> yeah, he had a rag in his bag that is bloody, and he'd cough into it, and he's definitely not pulling out something right now. What's up? <laughs> he got he, rags. So in the from the set, we they can't. When you bought it, it came with a map, and he had the voice actor of Arthur sign it. Nice. So he carries Ooh. he carries the map in his bag when he cosplays, and then he has the plus and negative honor signs that he also carries in his bag, <laughs> so that he can. So if his honor's low, he just tells everybody howdy, <laughs> like howdy partner every time. Go ahead, do it. Howdy partner. <laughs> 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 Easy, girl. But, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that i i absolutely love that story with like, yeah. and everything about it and then i really enjoy the online game too because we get a posse together just run around like a bunch of idiots it's really yeah. fun when you have your own uh because like they've done a bunch of updates i don't have any of you played the online version i've seen it played okay i tried getting yeah I've, I've done it with raf before Remy raf so i have a i've gone as far as like we are full level in everything the moonshine the collector and the oh um, i played it before they started all of those extra okay. like things you can build up we, we went into it for a while so now i have i own my own moonshine bar and when you come over when you come in there there's a whole band and you can take over an instrument for the band and start playing for the band and the drunker you are the worse you play and it's just it's entertaining so sometimes, and we'll we've ha- we've done nights during like COVID that we'll just uh, sit and play. Um, I totally uninstalled that game because I just got so bored with what basically seemed like a beta online version for so long. It was just like, okay, uh, there's battles that happen well, every now that's, and then. That's how GTA Online like, started as well. Exactly. Yeah, I guess I I didn't have faith. <laughs> yeah, G- GTA Online it's, started as like this, yeah. like wow, this sucks, and then like. I mean, it's currently at a spot where, like, it's not going any further. Oh, okay. Like, it's... Because <laughs> they're still working know. on GTA. They say that about GTA. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, well, we think it's because they're working on GTA that they've kind of, like, put it in the wayside and forgot about it. Uh, that's what we are talking about the right one, before he came mm-hmm. in. It seems like they're working on it, but they're just... 
readapting yeah. it to the next See, console. there's the game that we've been playing the most right now that we um the group of us play like it's me, Amanda, our friend Alex and Jeff and James. We play basically every night that we can is Sea of Thieves. Yeah. And uh, they I've got that on Xbox. I'm not so sure we have it you. on. That's what Ooh, we, we all play on message Xbox. Me. Message Definitely. me. We I have, might try to reinstall it because I we, lost faith because I did. They really just well. they just updated it with uh, ghost pirates. So there's ghost ships that are a pain in the ass to fight. Uh, we are all pirate legends now at this point. We we just we play a lot. Like we're trying to get the stories done, and then now they're updating and doing more and more stuff. So we're trying to get things caught up as we get there. But we we play that one the most, and it's ridiculous to have our crew together because we're all just a bunch of crazy people. That's actually a cross-platform game. It is. We don't like playing with PC players, though, because it's a lot of PvP, and when you're playing with a PC player, they can jump around like they, it's nobody's business yeah, they and destroy easily can everyone. Move and point and click yeah, at you. it's real fun when that's happening. It's like, get the fuck off my server. <laughs> yeah, PC game, the PCC Sea of Thieves gamers like to troll the, the Xbox gamers. It's, it's so fun. great. <laughs> it's yeah, thanks. <laughs> Sorry, buttheads. No, it's kidding. It's fine. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what we play the most. So uh, that's, that's actually cool. Victoria a great transition because we need to talk about what it is that we're all playing. So thank you for that. No problem. Look at that. You you give a you you come right in here. You, you straighten us out. Give us an <laughs> order of of things to do. And I will handle it. <laughs> um, I can go to mob mode. Most of us have um, talked about what we have been playing. Like I'm playing XCOM. That's that's what I've been playing uh, more recently. A old game, older game, um, but definitely anybody who's into that tactical RPG style thing with permadeath soldiers and stuff like that. Oh man, you got to try XCOM. It's about I'm you, gonna get you it play on the, the commander. Sale. Yeah, you you uh, you play this commander who controls soldiers and the economy of an underground base who fight aliens that attack Earth. Like it's super cool. Uh, and so much fun. Like I never had so much fun playing an economy game before. <laughs> and then like, you'll scan the earth and out. You're missing yeah. out. <laughs> you'll scan the earth and then like a UFO will show up and you'll shoot it down. And then you have to send a whole bunch of soldiers to go collect all the artifacts from there. And wait, well, cool. none of you guys die. Super cool. You buy it. If the steam sale comes along, it'll be there for $2. I promise you $2. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to get it on the next one. Yeah. So uh, the the main game that I've been playing, I've, obviously me and Derek have been talking everybody's ears off on, on Skyrim and our Skyrim modding adventures, uh, and then and then on top of that, uh, on top of that, I think the the game that I really wanted to talk about the most is obviously Final Fantasy VII Remake, because uh, that game is important. I would say in in a way, most mostly because. Uh, because I'm such a huge fan of the original Final Fantasy VII, uh, yeah, I, that's the game I really want to talk about the most as far as what I'm playing. I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm almost done because I'm at like 35 of 40 hours of gameplay that is in it. And uh, uh, I'm on chapter 14, which is uh, com- uh, like just the worst chapter that, they, that they've created because it's an entire chapter of content that wasn't included in the original game uh, in the original Final Fantasy VII, it's a bunch of filler content, an entire chapter of filler content, and it's the longest. I've already put like five to six hours into this one chapter alone, and it's content that I don't even want to play. <laughs> but but the game encourages you to play all the side quests because if you don't play the side quests, 
story pieces won't unlock later on down the line, like 40 hours into the game. So I wanted to, this is like a game that I'm going through and I'm doing a 100% run the first time I go through it because like, Oh, there's just so much going on. But uh, as far as a critique of the game goes, is it better than the original 1997 final fantasy? My answer is yes. And no, no, because they added a lot of fluff to the game that I really feel like that if they just left it out, they could have balanced the game perfectly fine enough that you could just get the continuous story that you got in final, the original final fantasy seven. It's great because the obviously it's the story the old story completely overhauled now they did change some of the story points from the original final fantasy 7 to remake but if you want to just play the same game again just play the original final fantasy 7 you know don't worry about it, the new one being a completely new experience uh the characters are great i feel like i care about barrett more in the original final fantasy 7 and not the remake of Final Fantasy VII. There's something they did with Barrett in the story that I, I don't really enjoy as much. But, uh, but uh, Aris, or Aerith, uh, because Aerith, she's Aris in the original Final Fantasy VII with an S and Aerith in the new one with a TH because of translation issues. So she's Aerith in this new one because they, they, they put the correct name in. The way they translated her from original to new brilliant absolutely brilliant uh tifa my forever waifu is brilliant she's amazing they 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 did her perfectly and and you know uh as 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 awesome as ever cloud great great main character because he's very relatable but also not relatable in the same way where i don't know he's he's moody and emo and weird and and but we've we've been you know loving him since 1997 and you know from the start that he's different (laughs) yeah um well and and it's fun because he has this blase attitude about the whole thing that he has to slowly grow into you know and and like he doesn't like anybody he doesn't need anybody and so he actually has this functional character development that you slowly get to see that's really really cool but uh you know, and playing the story bits, like I know from beginning to end what's going to happen in the story because I've played the original. I played it a lot. I've been playing it since 1997 and there's probably not too many people playing Final Fantasy Remake nowadays like because there's a whole new generation that wasn't even born when Final Fantasy VII was originally released. Proportionally a lot less. Yeah. Like, I, I was actually talking to one of my friends the other day, making fun of them, being like, oh, I'm just talking about a game that came out before you were born. And then I had to sit, sit and think about it. And I was like, wait, is that true? And they were like, yeah, I, that game came out before I was born. And then, and then I started instantly growing gray hair and, you know, and just, <laughs> oh, Makes you feel old. What's happening? Uh, but as far as a recommendation for the games goes, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy VII like I am, probably one of the best games I've ever played. Definitely get it. Is it better than the original? No. Is it, is it good as a different game from the original? Yes, absolutely. Uh, does the game chug in some places and, and really get slow and really get, it gets really hard at some points that feel, feel like it's wasting your time because it's not a part of the original story. 
So that's like the, the flaw of the game, but it's still a good game. And I still have about 10 more hours to go before I beat it. So, but yeah, that's the game I'm currently playing. Next. Before you beat one third of the actual game. <laughs> yeah, because you only get to do Midgar in this original, in this first game. And now that PS5 is coming out, I don't know how they're going to, like, are they going to transfer your save data? Are they not going to transfer save data and you just continue on? I mean, people on? are wondering that about Grand Theft Auto Online, so. Yeah, because, like, like, how are they going to get my save data from one game to, and not to mention, like, you can start a new game plus, or, or you can start a new game in this Final Fantasy VII, erase your old playthrough data, and then you have incomplete data. How do they know what data you had in your original game when you transfer to this new game? Like, I don't know how they're going to do it, because they you know, broke it, they're going to You know what's really good with that? Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, but I'll, bu- I'll buy it when if they're going to release it, because it's the best game ever made. All right, who's next? What are you playing? Oh, me too. Playing a, oh, oh, you go first. Yeah, you go, no, you go I think you're playing Animal Crossing. Moment, yes. Uh, <laughs> and apparently one. Skyrim. Yes, I, I've been playing a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot of Skyrim lately. Uh, I actually got the up the uh, system update for or the like the, the extra pass for the new Pokemon game for Pokemon Shield. Because I wanted to try that out, and I was really excited that they actually added more shit to a game for once. Uh, make sure you get the right <laughs> pass, because apparently if you buy the wrong one, Nintendo is not offering refunds. I've already been playing it, so I believe I got the right one. There we go. <laughs> I no level checked. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm good. I was like, I, I got shield, and I was really nervous, though. I was like, what if I buy the wrong thing? I don't know if they'll fix it. Yeah, then it would be so. wrong, and you wouldn't get money back. Apparently. That would suck. Yeah. But, uh... So yeah, I've been mostly playing that. I, ha- I actually have not been playing Animal Crossing for a little while now. I've gotten to the point now. I have three million in the bank, and I'm just kind of going through my day. And the freaking art salesman never fucking shows up. Hmm. But uh, red. Wait, someone new moved to my island. What the hell? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's different. But I mean, other than that, other than Skyrim and Sea of Thieves, I haven't really been playing a ton of other things. I should be playing more on the VR headset but we just don't haven't used it lately which is stupid because we should it's fun but, <laughs> i don't know oh, i love vr headset that much either it used to be how like i would do like exercising for the day i would do the uh lightsaber beat saber? thing oh beat yes saber. beat saber yes beat saber is my shit man i'm so obsessed with that it's so much fun but yeah that's i was playing a lot of things essentially we've also but we've our schedule is insane because we have two D&D games in the week and then we have like video games in between because we have a Star Wars D&D game on Mondays and then Wednesday is the house D&D game. Hmm. So in between, we'll throw in whatever we can with video games. It's usually Sea of Thieves. But I was huh. like, nope, bye guys. I'm going to be on Skyrim. <laughs> if anyone needs me, I'm just over there. Bye. Because <laughs> I just like to stab and murder things when I can. Or whatever that spell is. I love the fire, sh- the fire shout. That's just what I've been doing constantly. Yeah. <laughs> that's really all I'm doing. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't have like a big deep review. Nope. That's, <laughs> I didn't either. Mine, mine was literally like, I'm playing this game. Somebody yeah. go next. Andrew, take well, I just, I just figured I might, as, I might as well give my review on Final Fantasy VII while I'm playing. I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I know, me too. 
I'm, I, just um, had a, I just had a family barbecue, so <laughs> I'm good. Playing to be away. Pokemon Go. So Victoria's going to talk till nine o'clock tonight, and then uh, the rest of us will go have dinner. <laughs> I could though. <laughs> I'm currently in the midst of playing Red Wings: Aces of the Sky, uh, mm-hmm. which is a really cool uh, World War One um, dog fighting game. Basically, you, you could play either as you know the Red Baron himself, or as you know the Americans who aren't the Red Baron. <laughs> and there's lots of missions, there's a lot of protecting stuff, and um, it's a lot of fun. It reminds me a little bit of what I liked about the, the game Snoopy Flying Ace when that was on uh, Xbox 360. The one complaint I do have is, so there are a couple of missions where you have to, like, protect your, like, your blimps. And I feel like the, those levels in particular kind of go a little bit too long, yeah, it gets. A, I I play this too, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. it, it gets a little repetitive, uh, but it's just like a really fun pick up put down game. You know, it's like oh, I need to blow it something is. up real quick. Red big. Yeah, you, know, you can wings. play like just a couple missions here and there, one at a time, and it's a lot of fun. And you know, it, I got into like the to Red Wings more because of like I'm sure that. You, John Starr, and you, AFLM, our love of Sabaton and the, the Great War <laughs> yes, and yeah. the song itself of the Red Baron. So yeah, <laughs> I've been kind of like humming that song in, in the back of my head while yeah. I'm playing this game. It's, it's a good time. It's a lot of good fun. And I had a blast even talking to the developers on my show a few weeks back just about the creation of the game and them actually using real letters that, that – um, some of the soldiers and some of the flight, some of the fighters wrote back in World War One to tell the story that they were showcasing. Oh wow, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Very good. So that's the game I'm playing right now. Derek, what did you say? You said I heard you say Pokemon Go, but I can't tell if you were kidding. If that was your only one. <laughs> oh well, I'm playing Pokemon Go. Um, otherwise, I'm actually playing Lego Marvel superheroes. I. <laughs> I have a nice little love for the Lego series because honestly, you don't have to do too much with the graphics to make everything look smooth and playable as hell. And I love games that are about collectibles. Yeah. (laughs) Platforming, collectibles. Like I'm all about that. All right. I got a 172 turnip price. Oh, that's the highest I can get right now. Christine needed more than 90. So, okay. Okay. (laughs) I, I, I may have cheated and did some time hopping, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Merry Otherwise, Christmas. I, I had 60. So I was like, I mean, I've got nothing on my Island that'll be affected by time hopping. The, so. the developers uh, actually said that time hopping, they left that in there because they didn't consider it cheating. Fun fact. Hmm. The rest of the people I play with consider it cheating. And they yell I mean, <laughs> because guess what? If you're like, there's stuff that's only available on Christmas or Thanksgiving. If you spend that time with your family all day, you're missing out just because yeah. you're spending it with your family. So give someone a back door. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you couldn't do it in the you couldn't do it in New Leaf or anything, you know. So uh, yes, you could. Yes, you could. Uh, you just have to change it on your console. Oh settings, yeah, yeah. Not you your game yeah, if you, yeah, if you change the console time, then yeah, absolutely. You could, yeah. So there's always ways around it. They know about it. Yep, they do, and they accept it. They, they said they want they wanted to leave the game open to however people wanted to experience their version of Animal Crossing. So they left that exploit in there as a feature, not an exploit. So, 
Well, do we want to close out the show with the worst game we've ever played? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and actually, I need a. I honestly need to think about it. Um, I, I've, I, I've played some bad games, but there's nothing that I, I've ever loathed. I so think. I, I don't need to think about it because I, I know um, because it was the only game I've ever returned. Like, oh, really? I know what you're gonna talk about. Like, yeah, it's the only game I've ever walked into games GameStop, picked it up, and a half hour later, I was back in GameStop, just being like, "You can have this back. This was awful." Um, and that was the first Two Worlds game. Yeah. So, two, <laughs> oh my God, I know which ones you're talking about. So, so Two Worlds was a game that was produced that uh, basically it was it was sold as Oblivion on steroids because it was during that Xbox 360 era uh, during the fantasy open world genre, and it looked fun by the trailers that they did, and then you play it. And like all the magic was like sprites and the blood were like these little 2D sprites and the animations were just awful. And the, the gameplay was clunky. The voice, voice acting. acting was hilarious. <laughs> Some of the best voice acting in a game I've ever, I've ever played. If and anybody still- ever wants to get an idea of how awesome, like yeah. how awesomely terrible uh, Two Worlds is go to awesome games done quick and see the world record speed run of two worlds <laughs> yes it's it's one of the funniest speed runs you will ever see in your entire life and it only takes I know what you're talking about. yeah it only takes two minutes of your time that's how <laughs> that's how fast the the us uh, the world record is mm-hmm. of, of the game and it's so funny so uh, can I interrupt and say that I actually reviewed Two Worlds too. They sent me a review copy of it. It's light years better than two wor- the first Two Worlds. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. So, yeah. but the first two, I remember when I did my interview. This was back at the very first PAX East, I believe. Back PAX, yes, back PAX East, twenty ten. And they, we were talking about, and they knew that the first Two Worlds game was awful. They said, yeah, it sold well in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> they said that during our interview. But, like, they impressed me very much with, like, what they were doing with Two Worlds 2. And it's not the best game in the world, but Two Worlds 2 is definitely a lot of fun to experience. Yeah, I heard, I heard that it's actually pretty decent as far as, like, it a, is, it a is. sequel that, that apologized for what it was first. Yes, but it was. To, but so back to Two Worlds One, I what happened was is I played it, I, I I got it, put it in the machine. The game starts up and there's a cinematic of like mm-hmm. your character and his sister going, and then you get to create your character after you've already seen what he looks like in a cinematic. So it's so then you're like totally disconnected because you're just like okay, so I saw my character what he looks like. Now I get to create him and he's going to look completely different than in that. Okay, well, that's fine, whatever. So you create your character. You do the tutorial mission. You, you, then, you, then you meet the, the first guy who, who you do. And that's where, like, if, if you ever hear me, like, in real life and you, I go, mayhap a friend, it's because of that game. Because it's so, it was such an iconic, horrible line in the game that it stuck with me for years and years and years and years. Um, and I still say it to this day. It's true. And I, then, can, I can attest. Uh, and then I started running around in the open world doing the main quest line. I died. The, the bad guys in the game killed me. I, I, spawned, I spawned in some random location that I have no idea where I am in this game anymore. Just in the midst of this map that, that has no comprehension to it whatsoever. And I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to take the time to learn how to play this game or know where I am. 
because it, that was such a terrible experience of even just using magic or, and the graphics are so, and I'm not a graphics guy. I'm not like one of those, cause I play, I only play old games and I never buy new titles unless it's doom or cyberpunk or whatever. And, uh, I, uh, and so I, I took it out. I was like, Hey dad, let's go back to GameStop so we can get our full refund. This game is awful. We did. Never, never looked back. Worst game I've ever played. Two kind, uh, two worlds. I actually, um, I remember a, a terrible game that that I had one time for the PlayStation Two. It was a game. I, I, I think the game was called X Squad. Um, oh man! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, I. I got it from my cousin for free because he bought it and he was like, this is the worst game I've ever played. Here you have it. I don't want it. <laughs> and so I took it and I played like half of it. No, uh, dude, you, we totally beat it. We, I think we, we there, suffered through the whole thing. Did we? I don't remember. But um, the game had like these terrible faux anime characters yeah. like the main character was like this guy with gray really big spiky anime hair and it was like this espionage spy game where oh, I've, the mechanics like all, were so clunky everything was I so I think I've broken. seen video of this game by the way and I know what you're talking about yeah, X-Squad oh my god yeah there were like three weapons in the game and there, it was like pistol, machine gun, and rocket launcher or something like that. And it, it just was so limited, so bad. Um, and oh, that's so funny. X-Squad speedrun when? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's That's what I'm going to submit. I'm not going to submit Earthworm Jim, my Earthworm Jim speedrun to Awesome Games Done Quick. I'm going to do X-Squad. Yeah. <laughs> I probably still have X-Squad somewhere. Uh, somewhere. Yeah. I remember that game. Look up oh, videos of X Squad. So, yeah. Sometimes oh, somebody wow, listens. That's amazing. Oh, it's funny. It was worse than Rogue Trooper. Rogue Trooper. Wow, that's another one. That game was all right. Based <laughs> off a comic book. Yeah. Blue Super Soldiers. I feel like I got a kind of lame one because I was going to pick Wheel of Fortune for the N64. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a game that I actually got from a yard sale for a dollar. Yeah. And it had worse graphics than Cruisin' USA on the arcade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of like almost a GIF, but not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just basically a slideshow of just someone waving back and forth and pointing to a letter. I mean, when the majority of the game is just letters, you think you can put a little bit more money into Vanna White. But... Yeah. <laughs> She's not that hard to model. She looks exactly the same since like the seventies. I know, but you can make her have more than three major positions that she shifts between. That's how I feel about illusion titles. Got them. I don't really play illusion titles. That was a joke. It was a dirty joke. Nobody got it. You're a dirty joke. Somebody. somebody no, I I get it. I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just thinking that you're lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how you know I don't actually play them because I don't know. It was just a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Oh, wait, Trying no, Derek. Did you finish your story? I totally just cut you off. Oh, there. yeah, Wheel of Fortune, N64. Van <laughs> <laughs> of White, three positions. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in an illusion game, there's multiple positions. <laughs> Set up no, my position. I'm going to go. Me too. You haven't told us your worst game yet. I can't think of any. Like I'm trying so hard to look up things. I'm like I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Like I don't know if I've locked them out or something. I just 
One dollar yard sale. Yeah, <laughs> Lion Lion King because you can't get past. I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> Something from like... the Building Nineteen bargain bin. Ooh. All right. It's. N- <laughs> I have an opinion, but it's a controversial opinion. Go ahead. Okay. We're all about controversy. Someone, someone in this group is really mad at me. <laughs> oh, I'm leaning in close. Is it me? <laughs> is it Final Fantasy Seven? How dare you! I've never been able to get into the Final Fantasy games. Oh, I don't care. Like that. that okay. doesn't, that, I was yeah, scared. No. I was. I was like, please don't get. If you don't like me. it, you don't like it. Like, yeah, I, no, I've, no. I've tried, and I just I can't. I yeah, oh, they're like, hard. Yeah. Even I think I think a friend in high school like gave me a free copy that they had for the like I think I had I think I honestly tried it on a Switch version or like a GameCube Game Boy version of some one of the systems, but. Well, it, was a, so, it was a Game Boy system. Dude, if it was so, Tactics yeah. or Tactics Advance, I love those. Oh, Tactics is awesome. But um, but Final Fantasy is a series that's like because because like I absolutely despise Final Fantasy X. Like, okay. and people people get like really mad at me for that. It's just like what it was a crappy game. Final Fantasy VII is king. You know, and I don't, I don't know which number it was. I just know I tried one, and then I was like, nope, I'm I'm good. I don't need yeah, these. No, I'm not interested. Yeah, they're not all good. Some of them are really bad. So <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better. I was like, I'm gonna piss them off, and I don't want to do that. No, I don't care. I don't get people, to see my friends. I don't want to make them mad at me. <laughs> no, people people say people say that Final Fantasy VII is one that they don't like because people. I'm I'm one of those crew that's like, no, Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy game ever made. And people are just like, you're just saying that because blah, blah, blah. Final Fantasy VIII is the best one ever made. So it's just like, ah, I don't care. Like, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII is my Final Fantasy. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that doesn't bother. That's good. 12 and 10 here. Well, and 7. But I really want to play the 7 remake. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. too long. I think, Evan, you're the last one. Okay, so the very worst game I've ever played was a title, and I've reviewed this on the Electric Sisterhood site, and it's called All-Star Fruits Racing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm one of those guys who tries to give the benefit of the doubt when it comes to kart racing, because my all-time favorite kart racing game isn't Mario Kart. It's a game called Jimmy Johnson's Anything with an Engine, and which did more with kart racing than I've seen any Mario Kart game ever do. And it's still to this date, the most fun one. So when this game was announced and it was sent to my email, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. Some of the best, some of the best experiences are like surprises. Yeah. Let me tell you something about how awful all-star fruit. You were definitely surprised. (laughs) What? I'm guessing you were definitely surprised. So, First and foremost, the some of the worst nauseating graphics I've seen on the Nintendo Switch I've ever seen in my life. Like the characters look like burn ward victims. <laughs> <laughs> like ward it's victims? ugly looking <laughs> characters. Like they look like some of the, they look like unrendered like Pixar characters. Like before they put that really nice Jeez. gloss on it. <sighs> They look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The courses on this game are impossible to drive on. They put, <laughs> like, left or right turns out of the blue before you could even, like, make the right decision to do that. And, like, you can't r- turn left or right, but the CPU characters are driving as if, <laughs> like, they they know the course no problem whatsoever. So it's impossible to actually win a race in this game. I had only gotten into the top three 
of a race one time during my six hours that I have played this game. And Derek and I's former roommate, Raph, can attest just how terrible the controls are in this game. Furthermore, what is so all-star about fruit? <laughs> Why is it called all-star fruit racing? They're Why? all here. <laughs> all the fruits. <laughs> the, it is some of the most, it is to this date, the worst controls I've ever had in a racing game. The worst looking characters I've had in a racing game. And I'm pulling up, I've pulled up my review of this game. The announcer of, of this game, the, the announcer that talks while you're playing, sounds as excited as Stephen Wright, comedian Stephen Wright, commentating on a dog <laughs> show. Oh, that's amazing. It is so, so bad. One other thing that I say in this review is, what, what should be a kid-friendly experience instead looks and feels like some sort of food poisoning episode written by David Lynch and directed by Lars von Trier. <laughs> nice. It's just, oh my God. It is just beyond awful. If you want to see me go off the rails and how awful of a, of a video game this is, read my review of All-Star Fruit Racings because it is a train wreck that you need to look away from it's it's one of the worst experiences i have ever had with a video game I'm watching the ever right in the history yeah. nice. of video games well i think it's about i think unfortunately we have to wrap this up because we could go on about video games forever i just realized uh, i missed my chance of like the worst games i've ever played the yeah. ones you motherfuckers made me play oh, oh yeah <laughs> like well, those are really horrible. well designed see, no they were horrible they were see, horrible they were and terrifying and no if anything that means that they were successful and great because they did no. exactly their job <laughs> it was not okay <laughs> all right well that, yeah a anybody uh who, who needs to know what we're talking about go to our youtube channel and watch Wicked Anna play Victoria plays horror games. It's in three parts, three three or four different games. It's such a bad day for me. It's pure magic. <laughs> pure magic. Uh, it's a lot up. of screaming. Yeah, yeah we all got like we should, I think we should make up for that for the next time around. We should make her play some etchy video games. What? It's <laughs> a horrible what? idea. It's a terrible. That's why it's, that's why it's a great idea. Let's make her play Gal Gun. Smut comedy games. Smut no, comedy thank games. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> all right everybody uh if you want to if you want to join in on the conversation and you want to have fun with us out here at the wicked anime podcast or wicked gaming podcast you can email us at wicked anime reviews at gmail.com that's wicked anime reviews all one word at gmail.com you can also find us at facebook.com slash wicked anime where you can message us directly comment on the episode thread or find that discord link that's a that's permanently open if you go to our facebook page you can find the invite to our Wicked Anime Discord where you can chat with us directly. I'm and finally part of that. Yeah. It's, and it, so the link still works. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> uh, and I haven't been lying to you. Uh, uh, all those it's so, tested. Victoria has uh, the link now. We got to change it quick. Uh, <laughs> so uh, now we got, uh, so we got the Discord. You can chat with us there. Uh, share your funny anime memes or video game memes, whatever. And uh, just have a good time. You can find us on some of the social medias, mostly Twitter. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime, uh, which we are vigilantly watching 
like a hawk, uh, you know, from my phone as I carry it and be like, Oh, somebody messaged me. Cool. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then of course you can find our old videos at youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews where you can find that. Uh, Hey, if you want to find me in my work as a, uh, upcoming web artist, I, you can find me on facebook.com as well at AFLM art, all one word. Uh, you can also find me at, on Instagram at AFLM underscore art, where you can see all the progress of my comic book. Hey, Andrew, what's the comic book you're creating? Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it is Solarian Sun. You can go to solariansun.com where you can read my webcomic for free. Uh, we're up to page 77 as of this week, which means by the time that this is released, Page 78 is going to be, no, page 78 will be out and uh, you'll have all of chapter two ready and we'll be moving on to chapter three for free. However, uh, if you sign up at patreon.com slash AFLM, we are, we just finished chapter four and we're about to start chapter five of Solarian Sun. So that's, that's over 60 pages of content that you can read uh, for signing up on Patreon uh, and get instant access. Just five bucks. Just five bucks as as that's less than a coffee a week. That's amazing. Wow, that's five bucks a month. That's a good deal. Evan, what what can you, what can we tell us? What can you tell us about uh, B three? All right, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbashbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and the J-Pop Video Games and Anime Amino pages at kingbabyduckesh. Like us on facebook.com slash Brigade and facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Bill's Raggy Cap and Review, Smash Rook, and finally, Black Compat. Black Compat has finally launched. Please check that out. It's, uh, it's Ro and Manda's brand new bi-weekly video show. It's amazing. They're doing a fantastic job of it. Check it out. It's a lot more serious discussions than you would have expected from Electric Sisterhood, but there are things that people need to be talking about. Very cool. Derek. Oh, well, you can always find me on Instagram and Twitter at Elite for Derek, where I usually post, except not really. But uh, also, you can find me uh, going through the Mushroom Kingdom to find our princess, but our princess isn't there. So I go underground to try to find my princess, but our princess isn't there. So I go underwater to try to, her, try to find our princess, but our princess isn't there. So I go like six other places. And God damn it, I don't even know what happens when I get the princess anymore. Everything just ends at that point. The coins are meaningless. The points are meaningless. Whose line is it anyways? <laughs> <laughs> Now we're going to play a game called Props. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan right. and Colin. I love that show. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, we have an idea of what the next episode is going to be titled. It's probably going to be Wicked Music. Like Wicked to, Audio. That. Wicked Audio. That's the name, uh, that's the name of the rock band. Wicked band that Tunage, I made. bro. That's right. You did make a rock band band name that. So so next so look forward to us talking about some music because I can me and Evan, if if any if the top ten albums list has proven anything, me and Evan can talk about some music. Like me and Derek can talk about some Skyrim. Mm -hmm. So I'm so sad I missed the Skyrim conversation. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, so I, thank you for listening. We'll listen. To, you'll have, a, have to listen to us the next time for some music. 
Uh, but now it's time for us to sign off the only way we know how. Hey, hey Breedy NPC, alternate start, realistic needs and diseases, realistic needs and diseases, Dawn Guard, Dragonborn, Dragonborn, Hardfire Patches, Frostfall, Better Dynamic Snow, Moss Rocks. <laughs> I will keep going. What's happening? Yeah, he's going through his load order. Hearwaters.esp, uh, run for your lives.esp, because oh my god, I hate when all the fucking commoners just sit there pointing and dragging. It's so a I dragon. love when no the fire hits me in the face. I mean, yeah, that's fair. They're annoying. Uh, Falscar, oh my god, Falscar is a great one. Um, also, what's the other one? Look for Falscar, I'm not sure if that's still available. Dwemer Tech is decent. Um... Worm's Tooth. Worm's Tooth is hard to find, but find it. It's a great storyline. It has to. It has to be on the special edition for me. Uh, oh, you bastard! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.